Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Welcome to the Scoreboard Show, and we have co- uh, a first timer on Round Guy Radio. It's the Washington or the uh, Fort Madison Bloodhound soccer coach uh, who just played the Washington Demons, and what we're billing is the Round Guy Game of the Week. Uh, uh, we got Coach Kevin Wellerman on the well, Wellman on the phone. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you guys, uh, this was the big game, and this is what everybody was talking about. This was the big matchup with you and the Washington Demons. Uh, both of you guys are off to a flying start. Your school's rated number three in the the state, and uh, they were rated number eight. So uh, this was probably the the most the best the best game of the night in the whole state, and uh, it kind of lived up to the billing as this was a real nail biter. Uh, uh, Tell her, tell her, listen, take our listeners through the game without revealing the score for a little bit. Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Just take our listeners through the game. Maybe don't tell them the score for a little bit. Just kind of go through the first half and the second half and then, then talk about how it ended up. Well, um, you know, we, um, you know, we, we've been a second half team all season and it, and it started out the same thing for us tonight. Um, we, we didn't start clicking for a while and, and, um, it was it was a battle through the midfield. Um, both teams making plays, making mistakes. Um, lot, lots of, like I said, lots of battling going on right through the midfield. Um, it was deadlocked for quite a while. Um, let me get my stats out here, and I'll get you a better idea. Yeah, it sounded like your team uh, came to grind, from what I heard. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having. A little trouble hearing you. What'd you say? I just said it sounded like the teams both came out really kind of grinding it out in the first half. Yes, yes. Um, you know, like the, the field up here is is cut just a little bit shorter, so the the ball was rolling really fast. We have a, had a little bit of time, a little bit of a hard time um, gathering the ball up uh, like we wanted. So we were missing some passes. Our first touches weren't weren't as tight as I would have liked. Um, but uh, but we were uh, yeah, like I said, we were grinding it out, and then. Uh, about 23, well, about 17 minutes into the first half, um, we got a call, uh, a foul called for us, um, just outside the left side of the 18-yard box, and uh, Xander Wellman stepped up to take the kick. He uh, he tried to go quickly with it before uh, the defense was set, before the goalkeeper was really set, and it paid off for him. He was able to uh, bend it around the goalkeeper into the into the right side netting. Um, actually, I think it hit the post uh, before it went in. So just barely squeaked that one in. Um, so that gave us a little bit of breathing room. Um, and we, we started to settle down a little bit, you know, the, the nerves were a little bit calmed, 
uh, after having one on the on the board. Um, and then and then it continued on grinding uh, again. You know, like I said, uh, Washington they, they there's a lot of skilled soccer players on their team, and they're also a very tactically aware and smart team as well. And they were playing good individual ball, good team ball, um, and we just kept grinding. And then uh, luckily. Six seconds before the whistle blew for the first half, uh, Jacob Schottenkirk was able to get a shot in off a deflection. I believe it hit the crossbar. might have hit the goalkeeper, but he was in the right place at the right time and was able to just kind of poke it in. Um, so that was that huge, huge momentum going into halftime, getting that goal right before it was it was over, uh, before the first half was over. So, um, so then, you know, we, we talked about at halftime how we need to improve. You know, our, our touches weren't the greatest. We weren't connecting passes consistently enough. Um, so we talked about that at halftime. We also talked about the fact that a 2-0 lead at halftime in soccer is just, you know, it's, it's a dangerous lead to have uh, because, you know, I, I think you can be complacent um, thinking you're up by two. And meanwhile, the other team is over there talking, you know, in their huddle at halftime, talking about how just getting one goal will, will put some energy in them and they'll be able to start clawing back. Um, so they're going to come out playing hard. And, um, and so it, uh, it almost, uh, it almost played out that way. We, uh, we continued again to grind. It was just a midfield battle. Um, both teams making plays, making mistakes, making plays, making mistakes. Um, and finally Washington was able to knock one in with, with three minutes and 40 seconds left on the clock. Um, and, uh, you know, coaching staff and I were, were a little, nervous because you know you get that first goal and then it really fed them some energy um luckily we were able to take the ball down the field and and have some some pressure taken off of our defense and we were able to keep it down on their end for those last three and a half minutes or so and uh and yeah so two to one was the final wow that was riveting the way you told that story uh uh so let me ask you something, Coach. You know, it's late in the game. Uh, the other team's just been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. You got a couple point uh, lead. And uh, the other team scores. Now, that seems like to me that would be a huge momentum shift uh, for the uh, Washington Demons or whoever you were playing that would score in that situation. Uh, what What did you guys have to do in that last three minutes not to let another goal in? Well, you know, it, it, I think it would have been a huge momentum change, and, and it certainly is. But I think with only three and a half minutes left, um, we were able to, like I said, we were able to just get it down the field. And actually, we did we did what I call a two-minute drill. Uh, we ended up with a corner kick in our favor, and we took it very, very short. And Xander Wellman went all the way uh, went all the way over to the corner, received the corner kick, and then he tried to hold the ball in the corner, um, just shielding the ball so that the other team can't get it. It's 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 a stalling tactic, uh, but the ball is in play. And, uh, you know, we tried to do that. So that ticks, you know, eight or so seconds off the clock, um, kind of slows the game down a little bit. And then even if you, if you lose the ball to them in that situation, they're all the way down in their own corner and they've got to, they've got to go, you know, hundred, 120 yards to get all the way up to the goal. So, um, so, you know, with only three and a half minutes left, we were able to just get the ball down the field and just basically, um, you know, relieve the pressure and, and, and just, play defense on that end of the field and, and make them have to go all the way down. So, you know, if they would have scored that, that first goal for them with 10 minutes left or 15 minutes left, um, I'm sure they would have come at us. You know, you, we can't keep the ball down there on that end that long. And they would have, they would have come at us. They would have had some energy. Um, it, it could have been tough. So luckily we were able to defend, defend, 
um, you know, not let them have really good shots um, so that they didn't get that goal earlier on in that second half where they would have been able to capitalize more on it, I think. Well, briefly, uh, tell me about this Washington Demon teams. Why why uh, they're off to a good start. They, they played a lot of good teams, come out on top, scored a lot of goals, and uh, come out of here, uh, according to the people who, who kind of uh, do this for a living, uh, or, or the computers that, that judge it, kind of uh, top 10 team in the state there. Uh, what do they got? And what do you see for them in the future? Well, um, you know, they, I'm looking at their roster right now, and I'm going to count up one, two, three, four seniors. Um, they only have four seniors. So, um, like I said, they're, they're full of skilled players. Tactically, they know what they're doing out there. Um, obviously, Coach Hart has got them uh, doing the right things at practice. And uh, next year, they're, uh, I don't see them falling off at all next year. In fact, they'll, they'll probably be even better next year. Um, um, and, in fact, I, maybe not even, I shouldn't even talk about next year yet. We do play them one more time yet. Uh, we play all of our conference uh, opponents twice. Uh, so we will have them at home here in a few weeks. I'm not sure exactly when that game is, but um, we'll be we'll be nervous. I'll be nervous about that game again because, like I said, they're they're no they're no slouches. It was it was a fun game. It was a physical game. Um, they also, like I said, they're skilled and, and tactically aware, but they also know how to uh, use some of their strength to uh, body some people here and there. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be another just dogfight i think again when we play them when we host them down at uh, baxter first sports complex well what is it about this fort madison washington matchup that's so compelling i mean baseball football basketball soccer uh whatever you guys are competing in there just seems like an extra kind of uh i don't know sand in in or a little grit in your your shoes there uh and it don't seem to matter what the records are either. You know, I mean, the, uh, those teams uh, uh, really fight hard with each other, don't they? Yeah. Um, you know, we I, I think Fort Madison Sports have had uh, a pretty good rivalry with Keokuk over the years, um, just being so close together in, in geographical location. Um, now Burlington High School is in the conference, and they've become kind of a, um, a conference rival as well. Um, but uh, the uh, – yeah, Washington being they're they're not near as uh, near as close geograph uh, geographically, but um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, every sport we we have uh, we really battle it out with them. Um, you know, I, I try to get as many basketball games and football games as I can, and they uh, they come to play. Well, and, uh, uh, it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to sit in the bleachers and do it. It's a little not quite as fun as a coach. I'm a little, a little more nervous about it. I'd rather have it be you know a four zero game or something like that. But um, but it's it's fun. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is, and I really always enjoy those matches. Well, uh, briefly tell me a little bit about your team that's rated so high, that's off to a good start, that uh, went on the road and dug out a, a hard fought win, uh, being a razor thin win uh, against a top ten team. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch all that again. Tell me a little bit about your team and, and uh, 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 how you guys won and, and uh, have had a good start, just generally about your players. I'm sorry, I, I still didn't understand you very well. Right, well, tell me about your players. Tell, tell you about the team, sure. Um, well, I mean, what can I say about these these kids, these boys, these young men? Um they're a lot of fun to be around. That, that's the first thing. They're, they're a lot of fun to be around uh, at practice, uh, you know, around school, around town. Uh, they're all really good kids. 
really good kids. Um, and as soccer players, um, you know, they're, they're doing the right things. We've got a fantastic athletic enhancement program at Fort Madison led by um, coach Derek Doherty. And I've got quite a few of the boys, you know, a lot of them are in that athletic enhancement program. So they're doing the things that they need to do uh, when the lights aren't on, um, get themselves stronger, quicker, faster. Um, and then, you know, they come out and they, they play for me and they, they work on some things in the off season, um, trying to get their skills honed in. And then, like I said, they're just, they're just fantastic kids. So they go out there with the right attitudes, um, you know, and, and I can't, I can't say enough about how good a kids they are and how much fun they are and they work hard. And, uh, it's just really good chemistry where we're at right now with, with how much fun they have together. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a great group of kids. I'm so blessed to be part of this team right now. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, once again, uh, the Fort Madison Bloodhounds, uh, uh, take down the Washington Demons two to one, uh, I guess there's only one thing left to say, and that's Roll Hounds, huh? Thank you, yeah. Roll Hounds. All right. Well, we're swinging over to Fairfield, Iowa, and we have Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union, who has a report on the uh, the game that just finished up down there in Fairfield between Fairfield and Burlington. Uh, welcome show, Andy. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Well, uh, kind of an exciting game. Uh, uh, I was keeping up with it, and uh, – couple other three three four other games actually uh on the youtube so i could kind of semi-coherently speak tonight uh yeah but the fairfield game had a lot of action and uh things kind of heated up and uh things started get pulling away and there's kind of a big comeback and but let our listeners know kind of uh well t- without telling the score kind of just take our listeners through the game yeah 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 because i know it was a it was a three two um uh, Burlington win and Fairfield scored first. Uh, old Tate Allen, who we know from a lot of the other sports, is in his first year of of soccer this year, and they've got him playing forward, and he looked like a pretty capable forward today. And um, he, he scored first. Burlington came back with the next uh, three. Actually, they scored two in the first half and uh, one in the second half. It was three to one. I thought when it was three to one, Burlington really seemed like they were leaning on Fairfield. Um, you know, they just seem to get a lot of chances. Burlington has got pretty good forwards. And then as the second half kind of uh, went along, you know, Fair- Fairfield did a good job. The the backline defense did a pretty good job of stopping it a couple times, even when the even when the Anderson, their keeper, um, was out of the net. And the, the four, uh, Burlington forwards had a couple of moments where they were able to kind of scoot around him. And they didn't score, so it was only 3-1. And then all of a sudden, things started to go Fairfield's way uh Tate Allen, um, off of a uh, great um, feed from uh, Everett Eliason, scored uh, his second, make it 3-2, and then they had chance after chance. Um, it seemed to, to put it in the back of the net to tie it up, but uh, um, I was just talking to uh, Felisto Guzman, their their head coach, and he's, you know, he said maybe five, ten, you know, five more minutes, we probably would have tied it up, and I think that's probably true, but um, credit to Burlington. Burlington's got some really fast forwards. Uh, I would really love to see them play against well, I probably will see them play against Washington um, or uh, Fort Madison later in the year. So, uh, yeah, it was a good, good uh, Southeast Conference game. I think that they showed that uh, little depth in the SEC because I think a lot of people uh, expect Fort Madison and Washington to be the class of the conference, but these two look pretty darn good too. Yeah. Uh, well, who was Fairfield's goalie? Uh, I was really impressed with him uh, when we saw him play Waco. Yeah, Michael Anderson. Um, he, uh, he's been their goalie for, 
Oh, a couple of years, I believe. What is he? Uh, he's definitely going to go with last year. I mean, he's a senior this year, I do believe. In fact, he's one of their few seniors because they are a younger team. Um, but uh, he's been, yeah, he's been their, their keeper for a little while. He's one of, what, one, two, three, uh, four, five seniors, I believe. So, um, yeah, and then the rest of the team's younger. So, Fairfield usually has some pretty good goalkeeping. Um, they usually have some pretty good teams, but he made a couple of big saves today. Uh, one in particular when it was three to one that kind of you know fed into Fairfield um, switching the playing field a little bit because uh, if he didn't make that, it's four one. Then then the confidence of the team kind of starts to sh- starts to shatter a little bit, I'm sure, and it probably would look a little different if you made that save. Well, where is Fairfield and Burlington in the uh, pantheon of teams uh, in their class and conference? Yeah, well, I would say uh, in the SEC, it, it's, it's you know, Fort Madison and Washington who played today uh, in Washington. Fort Madison is, is definitely the favorite. Even, even coming into this year, you know, um, they've just been, they haven't lost a conference game, and geez, you know, probably since the COVID season. Um, and uh, Washington has a ton of depth, so, so it's kind of their year to, to peak and to be able to compete with Fort Madison. And I think that uh, Burlington and Fairfield are maybe a little step down um, from those two, but not too far off because Fairfield played for Madison pretty close the other day. So I think, um, to my knowledge, you know those those four or the top four. I, I would say there's a little gap between Washington and Fort Madison and the uh, the other two. And then uh, Mount Pleasant is kind of the up and comer. They've got the um, the the really really young talent. They're a really young team. I think they have like 22 freshmen or something like that in their program out of like the 40 kids that even play. Um, and then uh, I guess it depends. I guess tonight was a good night for her to see where everyone stands. Cause I don't know what happened in that Mount Pleasant and Keokuk boys game. Uh, know, but I think that each game was a, a pretty competitive game today with the top two, the next two and the next two all playing against each other. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of checking in on that game right now. Uh, it, it looked like it was an overtime to me, uh, but, they, oh, really? but they didn't, uh, they didn't have a score, you know. There was no, there's no sound, and yeah. the, the sound of the field and what and the ball being kicked and stuff. But no, no one's uh, doing the play-by-play, and yeah. uh, um, I just couldn't tell what happened. You know, it looked like after all the other games were over, they were lined up uh, for another quarter. So, uh, yeah, actually, that game's still going on. Uh, Oh, is it? Well, yeah, it might be in overtime. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, soccer's a funny game because with, you know, injuries might take, you know, pause the clock and some, some games just go smoother than others. But, um, looks like, uh, Mount Pleasant girls won seven to one over Keokuk, but I don't have a boys score yet. So, um, but if Keokuk can, I mean, Mount Pleasant has kind of shown that they're better than the last couple of years. They at least, you know, have played with teams. Uh, they beat Columbus WMU, and they uh, they lost, you know, by five against Washington. But in the previous years, you know, it was a, you know, how 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 long till Washington gets their tenth goal type deal. Um, so if Keokuk can can play with them a little bit, then maybe you'll have a little bit of a depthy soccer conference this year. And it's not always like that in the SEC. You know, you usually have your haves and have nots, but it seems like a a stronger year for the conference uh, than has been for a little while, I'd say. Well, the uh, Fairfield Trojans. Uh... They still look like a pretty scrappy team. Uh, this yeah. Burling team's good. Uh, you know, they just come within an eyelash of uh, tying that game up. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. What about Fairfield? Do what's the ceiling for them uh, um, this year? Well, I'd say that in boys soccer, Fairfield has been one of our teams that always seems to be one of the ones that takes the big jumps throughout the year. Um, it, you know, for the longest time, it was Fairfield and um, Fort Madison that uh, kind of uh, I wouldn't say ran the conference, but they were the top two for a few years there. Um, and uh, Washington's kind of you know come up and and taken one of those spots, but. Um, the big thing for Fairfield is they lost, Andrew Tuhill would have been one of the best players in the conference. He got hurt, and now they got Tate Allen um, in his in that spot. They at least have you know a, a good striker. If they had them both, I think they could. Then they'd be so dangerous up front. Um, if if uh, Tuhill was was healthy, then I think they could really give some some teams some run. But um, they look good. Today. They looked a lot better today than a couple days or a couple games ago when I saw them. So I would say they always have a pretty good ceiling, you know, and I guess if the top of the conference is, is ranked, you know, third and eighth, then uh, the ceiling for whoever wins the conference has got to be pretty high, you'd think. No, I think you'd you think that uh, uh, some someone coming out of this conference is going to uh, get a pretty high seed in the uh, playoffs anyway. Yeah, you think. And, you know, the Southeast Conference does not send a lot of teams to play soccer state. <laughs> uh, usually the strength of the teams in Des Moines, end up being too much or see, you know, with the private schools out East. And so usually the champion, you know, gets, I think Fort Madison has gotten to the sub-state final a couple of times here. And I don't think that they've made it over there. So we'll, we'll see if somebody can break the ceiling a little bit, by the way, you're going to hear me. Uh, the best thing about uh, watching a game in Fairfield is uh, you get to go to Taco John's afterwards. So you're right, what gonna, are we ordering? I'm the, only, I'm the only one in line here. So you're about to hear my <laughs> this, is this, this is the scoreboard. Uh, Andy, Andy Kretzinger orders food uh, uh, part. That's, Everybody yeah. likes so much. Who are we promoting tonight? Taco Bell, you think? Uh, Taco John's. Or Taco uh, John's? Funny story, real quick before I order. Taco John's and Taco Bell used to be right next to each other in Fairfield, and the Taco Bell got ran out of town. So I always said that kind of solves that debate, but here comes my order. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, thank you. Um, could I possibly get uh, your two soft-shell beef tacos uh, with just meat and cheese? Absolutely. What else can I get for you? And, and I'll take a, a small potato ole, please. Any nacho cheese? Uh, no, thank you. Alrighty, can I get you anything else? Uh, no, thank you. Alrighty, that's going to be 1067 at the window. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I really, I really like was... the potato ole's part of it. I was like... Oh man, but, that's the cherry on the Sunday right there. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm slowly driving towards the window, but that was a pretty good free advertisement for the Taco Johns here because that was a quick, that was a real quick in and out order right there. Well, uh, you know, uh, this uh, portion okay. of the, the the show was sponsored by uh, Andy Kretzinger's uh, favorite Thanks. restaurant tonight, uh, Taco Johns of Fairfield, Iowa. Well, uh, Andy, is there anything else uh, that we could talk about before I? Uh, move on to the next uh, soccer game. Very much. I don't think so. I don't know any any scores uh, beyond the ones that you uh, you educated me about. So well, I, I think my uh, work here is done. Well, uh, thanks for getting the order in. Uh, good luck with your <laughs> with your supper, and uh, thanks for giving us the report. <laughs> thanks, Ed. We are headed to Wayland, Iowa, and must be talking to Scotty Melvin. Scotty, uh, you are all things Waco Warriors oriented, uh, and uh, you might have a big story for me tonight. What's going on over there? 
Well, I went out to the uh, the soccer field to watch the varsity take on the Wapolo Indians, um, who are winless so far in the North Division of the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. So a couple of teams that were, you know, kind of short on experience here going at it. And it was a scoring explosion for the Waco Warriors as they take this game 9-2 to over Wapolo. Um, they only scored three goals in the first half, and they kind of took control of things that way, uh, as you could guess with the uh, the final being what it was. But the second half was full of action, full of scoring, shots on the goal. Um, and, and it wasn't just Waco. It was Wapolo, too. They, they were certainly aggressive on offense and have a handful of kids that can really handle the ball. They just didn't get as many uh, shots to go in as Waco did tonight. Well, uh, they played uh, uh, Fairfield first, and then they played uh, uh, the Washington, uh, albeit the JV, but another yeah. 3A school back-to-back. Uh, then when it came time to play kind of on their level, um, well, what do you think about that strategy? Uh seemed to pay off as they've got two wins in a row together uh, in short order. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think what we're seeing is uh, coupled with that, there are some young kids on this Waco Warriors team that don't have quite as much inexperience as I had pegged them to have, um, not knowing really what was going to happen with this team right out of the gate in the first year. But uh, they're, they're a little more solid than we thought. Um, and then you, you add to the, the fact, uh, like you said, they've played up a couple classes uh, early on in the season. That sh- sure doesn't hurt. Um, and, and they're looking pretty good um, tonight. Look pretty smooth. They have some things to work on, like anybody else. But, but yeah, they looked uh, they look like a team that's uh, fast be, fast becoming experienced. Let's put it that way. Well, you know what? Three games. Uh, how many games they played? Well, this would have been the third one uh, officially. Um, you've got uh, the, the loss to Fairfield, and then back to back wins here against Highland and Wapolo. And you throw in a tie against. Uh, uh... Um, Washington's JV. So there's there's four games uh, that they did play. So yeah, you'd be any team would be kind of coming up at this point uh, that had had players with the building and had things figured out. Well, Scotty, yeah. when we saw them play Fairfield, uh, we saw a team that had the defensive side of it figured out, but uh, uh, they were really struggling to move the ball on the offense. How did they go from a team that? that had a couple kids that could score, you know, if everything went right to a team that could put, was it nine points on the board? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the Luchins brothers, uh, Kieran and Tristan, they did a lot of the damage or were at least involved in the damage. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them had a hat trick tonight. I think one of them did. It was hard for me to keep up with, uh, which one of them got all of the goals. I know Kieran was involved in, in a few of these, in fact, he uh, passed the ball to Nick West for the first goal of the game. So Nick West got Waco off and running. So there you have a, another contributor there besides the, the two big uh, strikers that we're all very well aware of now in the Lucian brothers. And then uh, some of my favorite uh, shots were, um, I one of the I want to say it was Kieran uh, from the corner, on a corner kick, perfectly placed, Niles Reichenbach, header into the goal looked like something you'd see off really? the TV when, when Co- the pros are playing it was, I was great gonna, I was, was going to ask you about him coach uh, uh, Shaw kind of alluded to uh, him making uh, you know a really good pass that led to a, the only goal they got that won the game uh, in Ireland and uh, I was wanting to see if, what kind of contributions he was making and, and uh, 
I want you to assess uh, this young man's athletic ability or potential. Well, he's, he's very uh, active out there. He, he runs miles, it seems like, and they all do. But, I mean, he, he seems to be running more than, than a lot of them. Um, he's very active. He's uh, got good ball skills for a young kid. Um, when he's when he's handling the ball, trying to drive it down the field or pass to his teammates or whatever. But that had to have been the highlight of his, his season so far was the perfectly placed pass, a header into the net. It was it was really uh, something to see tonight for, for Niles. Yeah, uh, well, uh, who else made some contribution? There was nine goals scored and some uh, stingy defense laid out. Uh, uh, well, just, you know, tell me who uh, are some of the other contributors. A couple of uh, plays that I, you know, on the on the goal that I really loved. Now, when I saw either Kieran or Tristan, either way, either one of these guys breaking away, I had a feeling they were going to put some through, and they did. Um, when they when they get to a situation where the ball is passed to them or they got by their man and it was just them and the goalkeeper for Wapolo, uh, you know, no shame for Wapolo's goalkeeper and I can't pronounce his name, but he was he was getting fired at a lot and uh, several passed by him. But a couple of the highlights for Waco was a corner kick that went in untouched. It was perfectly kicked. I don't know if it was on purpose, but it had a little English to it, and it curved in right over his his uh, outstretched hands, the goalkeeper for Wapolo, and, and Waco got a, uh, a point on that. And then uh, we had seen Waco uh, get bit by a foul in the penalty box versus Fairfield that led to Fairfield's first uh, goal in that game, if you remember, in the second half. Tonight, Waco was the benefit of that uh the goalkeeper came out for Wapolo to try to pick off a uh a pass i guess you'd say as a waco player was was coming in for the ball and he took the waco player out i don't think it was on purpose but the foul was in the box that player was rafe davidson for uh waco he's a freshman and i've seen him come off the bench and do really well i saw him play really well against uh washington's jv uh I have a feeling he's going to earn himself a lot more minutes this year, but he he was able to get that penalty kick in. So that was another point for, for Waco. So we've got, you know, uh, Niles with the header, uh, penalty kick from Rafe, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of shots that went in for both the Luchins brothers and uh, Nick West, the benefit beneficiary of a nice pass from Kieran early in the game to get uh, Waco off and running. Well, these Lucian brothers are really uh, exciting to watch and, it seems like they have uh, uh, unleashed their potential a little bit. Uh, uh, well, uh, what was the crowd's reaction, Scott? Oh, it was pretty loud there. Um, Wapolo brought a few folks. Uh, the Waco folks were there like normal. It was pretty uh, pretty full over there. People were paying attention. Soccer, I know, can lull some people to sleep, but that wasn't the case tonight. And that was one thing I noticed right off the bat uh, when this game kicked off. Uh, both teams, even if there was some sloppiness and, and some kicking the ball back and forth, you know, uh, a little bit of futility going on there, both teams were really active and there was a lot of action. And so it, it was a very interesting game to watch. It wasn't one that was you would we consider dull by any means, even though the final score was a little spread out there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. These kids were running and kicking and, and uh, a lot of fun stuff happening. Uh, Colton Lichty had a bunch of good saves. Uh, one goal was just a, a beauty from uh, Jack Boyson, a freshman for Wapolo. This kid can handle the ball, and he is a good shooter, and he got one by Colton. The other one, Colton ran out and tried to get a foot on to kick it back the other way as the ball was coming towards him, and he didn't get as much of his foot into it as he wanted to. Jackson Marshall, 
uh, Farwapolo was able to grab that and get it kicked back towards the goal. Colton couldn't outrun the ball, and the ball got by him. So those were Wapolo's two scores. Um, you know, like I said, they have some kids that can really handle the ball. They've got some kids that are really fast. Well, you got any potential athletes of the week out there you're, you're looking into? Well, I'd probably have to, if I was going to pick one right now tonight, and that's only going off of this game, and it's the only sporting event I've seen this week, and I know there's a lot of other teams in action. I would probably go with Kieran Luchens just because he was, uh, you know, involved in so many different scoring plays. Even if he wasn't the one that, that put the ball in, in the goal, he seems to be involved in, in passing and setting it up. Um, he was just kind of all over the place tonight, and I think he was a, a major difference in this game. Well, uh, uh, we will have to take that heavily into consideration. Uh, um, this is kind of unprecedented what they're doing. And uh, how does a team that never even fielded a team before uh, uh, have a winning record three games into the season, Scott? It's, it's um, like I said, it's a, it's a little bit of a puzzler. But uh, when you come out and watch them play, you realize there is some experience as far as these kids have come up playing some youth soccer, several of them, uh, there just isn't experience at the high school level. And they're, they're kind of in a spot where they're facing some teams that are a little bit similar to them. And, and uh, as it turns out, Waco seems to have just a little more depth and experience than some of these teams of, of their size that they're matching up against. And it's, it's uh, got them off to a really good start here. Well, it's just, uh, it's so exciting to follow this. Uh, Coach Shaw has uh, just, Grab the attention of the Round Guy Radio listeners. Uh, I, I'm enjoying uh, the coverage, Scott, and uh, I, I'm kind of enjoying following along. And uh, it seems like there's some big games uh, 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 getting underway. And I know all the teams didn't play tonight, but this was the night we were doing the scoreboard show because Scott was going to a game. and uh, uh, But we put a couple other with you. Uh, we have a couple uh, ranked teams. Uh, um well, tell us about the ranked teams in the area, Scott. Ranked teams in the area. Oh, I'd have to. Uh, uh, I know see. that uh, I saw that uh, um, Fort Madison was third, and yeah, uh, Washington was eighth. And it seemed like there was one other team in the area that might have had a ranking. But... Hillcrest Academy was ranked in the uh, small schools. Okay, so yeah, we got yeah. three three schools that are that are out there fighting it. Well, folks, uh, Scott, you got anything else to add to this? Just want to shout out a few players for Waco tonight that were uh, key contributors. They may not have gotten any points on the board themselves, but they were really working their butts off. And uh, it certainly didn't go unnoticed by those watching. Uh, Noah Freed came off the bench and contributed. He's a midfielder, uh, very fast. Uh, Tigran Bayatan, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but he was all over the place and he's been a standout in every game that I've watched so far. Reese Oswald, of course, on defense, he was uh, doing what he does and making it tough on Wapolo. Um, Joel Meyer had some nice plays. John McLaughlin had some nice plays out there today. Ella Housingay had some nice plays. Uh, Tanner Egley came in late in the game and was looking good. He's very active. Um, there's just a, a whole bunch of kids for Waco that are contributing and uh, really – shining so far into the season and I, I i'm not so shocked after seeing them a handful of times that they've uh, pulled off a couple of wins here recently which oswald kid plays the uh, that, that's reese that's reese, yeah, reese. he's a uh, younger brother of isaac he's uh 
a kid that maybe flew under the radar a bit in football last year only because he was a junior on that team that uh, had so many um, senior stars. But uh, look for him this fall to step up and take a bigger role. And he, he made a lot of plays last year, too. Well, all I know is uh, things are looking up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm stunned that, that uh, they put two wins on the board this early. Um but things are catching on. Uh, you're doing a great job of covering this. And, uh, uh, well, folks, if you're wouldn't, wishing I was uh, uh, had more scores, uh, uh, I, I, if I did, I'd give them to you. But uh, uh, this is kind of a little condensed version of the scoreboard show. But uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, we got the big games that was out and around in the area. So thanks for being with us, Scott. Anytime. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.